0: If you shout at me, I'm used to it, right? But don't hurt my family, you know? I got really mad at those guys, even though I'm grown up now. Still hurts a bit when something like this happens. Hi, I'm Zoe Ye, a human being who failed
1: to live a conventional life. I have a deep interest in people and their choices of life. In my podcast, I'll be having conversations with individuals who are open to talk about their mental journeys in life. This season is called My Mental Journey of Migration. Eight guests will share their experiences of living in different cultures. Hello everyone, welcome to Wandering Zoe. Zoe here, and today we have our guest, Carmen. Hello, Carmen.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Carmen. Thanks for having me, Zoe.
1: Thank you for coming. Carmen, can you briefly introduce yourself to our audience?
0: Yes, of course. I'm Carmen. I'm 25 years old. I was born and raised in the Netherlands, but my parents are originally from Hong Kong. So I grew up in a bicultural environment for my whole life already. I recently graduated with a master's in finance from the VU Amsterdam, and I'm looking for a job in the consultancy industry. But before that, I'm enjoying my three-month holiday in Hong Kong and China.
1: So at the moment, you're in Hong Kong.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Wow. Have you been in Hong Kong before?
0: Yes. I used to go back with my family every year during summer vacation. So I'm quite familiar with Hong Kong. It's my second home.
1: So you were born in Netherlands, right? Yes. How was your experience growing up in Netherlands?
0: The Netherlands, education wise, I must say from what I've heard, is much chiller than in Asia. So that's very good. Good for you. But like, I grew up in a very small town in the northern part of the Netherlands. So basically, when I grew up, we were the only Chinese or even Asian family in that town. So sometimes it felt quite difficult. I think that's, yeah, that's the right way to put it.
1: Grew up as the only Asian family in that town. What's the difference that you feel when you compare yourself to your classmates or Dutch family?
0: The difference, I think it's really culture Because at home, we speak Cantonese to each other. And a TV is always just Hong Kong TV. So it's very, very Chinese at home. My dad was working a lot. So at home, it was just me, my sister, and my mom. And my mom moved to the Netherlands later. So culture-wise, she's still very Asian. So that really shaped me as well. So I think I'm more culturally Chinese. So that's the big biggest difference, I think, with me and the society around us, even though I was born and raised in the Netherlands.
1: What are those difficulties to be the only Chinese family, Asian family?
0: I think most difficult was because we were different from the rest around us. Sometimes some... Not that nice things would happen. For example, on the streets, sometimes those young people would shout some racist stuff towards us, like comments like those that have affected me and yeah, kind of shaped who I am today. But also, like at the beginning of primary school, I remember I was sometimes treated differently by classmates because I look different. Like some small bullying would happen.
1: Did you understand everything? Did you attribute this to your difference?
0: At that time, no. I was too young to know that racism exists. I know that I look different from the rest. I have, I was the only person with black hair, but I wouldn't think that people treated me that way because of my different race. I just thought, yeah, I, it just happened to me and I didn't attribute it to racism, no.
1: But you also mentioned that on street, if you were with your family, they would shout at you. So that sounds like they even shout at adults. So that sounds very interesting to me because I always think, oh, they just shout at kids.
0: No, on the streets, they can do whatever they want. When they see you're a whole group of Chinese people, those children will just shout at you no matter what age you are. Does it still happen? Sometimes, yeah. I actually experienced it recently during my sister's high school graduation. We were walking back home. The four of us, my parents, my sister and I. And then just at some corner, some teenage boys. I'm not even sure if they were teenagers already. On their bikes, they were just passing by. And they shouted some comments like, Oh, Chinese, ni hao. You know, these kind of stuff still happen from time to time.
1: What do you feel now? Do you feel, huh? They're just stupid people. Or you can still feel what you felt when you were a child.
0: I feel both, honestly. Like, I feel like there are people who haven't seen much of the world yet. They don't know it better. Their ignorance caused them to make comments like this. But on the other side, when it really happens, especially with my family, it was quite sad. It also made me mad, actually. Like, don't hurt my family, you know? If you shout at me, I'm used to it, right? But I was with my family. I was really... I got really mad at those guys, even though I'm grown up now. I know maybe it sounds stupid, but yeah, it still hurts a bit when something like this happens.
1: And you couldn't do anything. There was a time I and another Chinese girl, we were on the street in Leiden, uh, a Mm -hmm. city in Netherlands. We were attacked by two teenage girls. We did call the police, but then I don't think I can do many things except for calling the police
0: yeah and at the time when it happens sometimes you don't even know how to react yet cuz it comes out of a sudden right you don't even know yes. how to react at that moment
1: exactly well i want to know about more about your family are your parents the first generation of immigrants
0: I would say my dad kind of is. He moved with my grandparents to the Netherlands when he was still in primary school. So he basically is very much Dutch culture-wise. He's more Dutch than I am. My mom just went to the Netherlands after she got married to my dad when she was in her 20s. So for her, it was a different experience.
1: Did your mother tell you it was really hard for her to adjust herself to the Dutch culture and everything?
0: Oh yeah, I think she had a hard time, especially learning the new language because it's so different from Chinese or Cantonese, right? Culture-wise, is also very different. One thing she actually witnessed was quite interesting. When I was in kindergarten, she would bring me to school, and then every morning we would, the kids would sit in a big circle to pray. Because I went to a Christian school, so every morning we would pray together. And then each kid would bring their own chair towards the circle and then sit down wherever you wanted. So she told me when I was older that one time when she was looking into the classroom from the hallway, because parents can stand there at the beginning to look at us, what she saw was that when I put my chair down next to some classmates, they would immediately move their chair and sit somewhere else. And that was really heartbreaking for her to see. And at that time, I wasn't even really aware of this fact. Like, maybe I would know that people moved away when I sat next to them. But I wouldn't consciously think that that's because of me, of my personality, or because of my appearance. I didn't have that many feelings back then, actually. But when she told me when I was older that she was heartbroken when this happened, it really hit me like... Wow, that's really sad actually.
1: I feel so sorry for you and also your mother. Because <laughs> I feel as when a... you were young, you probably didn't know what's going on.
0: And somehow oh, that yeah. protected you? I think so. If my mom had told me earlier, maybe I would have been very different as a child. Because the funny thing is, when I was a kid, my aunt actually told me that they thought I had ADHD. Like, I was such an energetic and fun-loving kid. And I talked a lot back then. (laughs) But then at some point, like in the latter part of my primary school career, my personality was like 180 degrees different from when I was younger. I was really quiet, really reserved and shy. I didn't dare to speak up. And I think part of that is because of all these experiences that I had during my childhood that made me so self-conscious.:
1: It must be really heartbroken for your mother to witness everything.
0: Yes, it is it was more horrible for her because she know why it happened, right? And when I was young, I didn't know it was racism, but she's a strong woman, so all good now. You
1: also mentioned that you became very quiet when you were in your teenage years. Can you tell us more about this?
0: Yes, I just became really shy and scared to speak up sometimes. I was afraid that people would attack me because of what I said or because I'm different. I think that's something that has been engraved into me unconsciously because of all these childhood experiences.
1: I feel so sad mm. for you. Um,
0: oh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's in the well, past.
1: I, but may, many people have been bullied when they are in their teenage years, usually become quieter and they're more conscious of what they do, even mm. though maybe it's not their fault at all. But they just feel like, I don't dare to say anything because I don't want to make myself in a more disadvantageous situation that I'm worried
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think it's more like I don't want to bring myself out there anymore to become a target. I think that's kind of like what's happening inside that makes us afraid to speak up. So I have my group of friends in high school and yeah, I would be more afraid to walk on the streets alone than if I were with my Dutch friends. Because in my head, I would think, okay, if I'm with a Dutch person at least, other people on the street would just think I'm I'm part of them, right? She can hang out with Dutch people. And that's yeah. quite sad and interesting. Like I was, I used to be afraid to just go out alone or with my family, just a group of Chinese people walking in a small town on the streets. Cause I knew for sure that we would get yelled at with some weird comments, right? If I were with my Dutch friends, even though it happened, my Dutch would yell back for me. They would stand up for me. You got so your Dutch friends. My Dutch friends, yeah. Unconsciously, I was like, every time I went out, I just want to be with Dutch people at least, and I would feel more safe. And that's really sad. Really sad.
1: I don't know how that works. It's like, oh, someone's shouting at me and make me feel I'm different, and then I somehow change my behavior. And now when I look back, I feel like, oh, maybe I should shout back. But then back then, I didn't have that strength. Yes. I
0: no strength and also just don't know how to react at that moment if it comes all of a sudden
1: yeah and the first time i met you i feel you're very calm and also i don't see many expressions on your face
0: cold <laughs> yes yeah.
1: cold distant RBF. calm okay rusting beach face Can you say that? I think I can. Why not? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know for a fact that I have a resting bitch face. Now, I can't really prove it if it's because (laughs) of my experiences or if I was born like this, but even up to this day, I try to not try to. It's just natural now for me to have a resting bitch face and just, mm come over as a strong person i guess like it's a self-protection mechanism that i have developed throughout the years i think to come over as inapproachable to not get attacked
1: but when i get to know you i think you're very friendly and you are very cheerful there's a contrast that i don't really get it but now i feel okay there are several layers (laughs) Right, the first layer is you want to protect yourself from being differentiated. Mm-hmm. And yes. the second layer, maybe because of profession, you studied finance, you do need to portray yourself as a tough woman.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a mixture of all these things.
1: Have you been living in other countries?
0: I did my internship in London. In Watford for a year, and then after graduation, I stayed in London for another half a year for work. So I've lived abroad for a year and a half, two years.
1: Was it hard for you to adjust to a new country?
0: Honestly, moving to UK was not too hard. First of all, Hong Kong used to be a colony of the UK, so I was quite familiar with the British culture already. And the UK is right next to the Netherlands, so it's really close by. Uh, It was still very close to my family and friends, and I knew I could just go home even during the weekends, for example, quickly to see them. So moving there wasn't that difficult. I think the hardest part to adjust was the the cultural difference between the British people and the Dutch people. Because, you know, Dutch people are really direct, right? They say everything to your face, even if it's not necessarily nice. But in the UK, for example, when I first met someone, a girl, and we were just having a nice small talk. And at the end, she was like, it was nice meeting you. You should come over to my place to have dinner sometime. I took that seriously. Like, I thought, she's really inviting me to your place to have dinner. But no, later, I just found out that the British people say those things out of courtesy. I think that was the biggest difference from living in the Netherlands to moving to the UK.
1: Did you train yourself to be a little bit more British, more polite?
0: Not in that way, (laughs) because I like to be genuine. But after I was aware that people were like that in the UK, I just, you know, you still stay polite, right? And show your manners, of course. But for me myself, I like to keep on being genuine and direct. That's not only because of the Dutch culture, but also that's just my personality. I'm a very direct person, so I still kept that part of me. What I did learn was a British accent, even though you might not hear it now. But <laughs> I tried to adjust that as well when I was there to speak more British and sound more posh. But that was a bit hard. Hmm. To
1: sound more posh. I have no idea. I don't know what to, what is posh and <laughs> what is not. Certain accents are definitely not posh.
0: Yeah. But like in London, I don't know, my friends over there, they speak really posh. I can't do that. Like a bottle of water, something like that.
1: Uh, I'm not sure I, that's posh English, but...
0: <laughs> it's not posh from my mouth, but from them, it's really posh. It's their whole accent. I
1: see. Now you're in China, completely uh, different culture. Every time when you travel to Hong Kong, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like, oh gosh, this is so
0: different? It's more familiar. It's more familiar. Like I said, at home, I grew up with my mom most of the time. She brought us up. At home, it was very Chinese culture. And I used to see a lot of, watch a lot of Hong Kong TV as well. So I knew my whole life already how it was like in Hong Kong. And then every time I go back to Hong Kong, it just feels like, I'm, if not, I'm going back home, I'm going back to my second home, you know. I have a lot of family here. And everyone around me is the same. We all look the same, right? Subconsciously, every time I come back to Hong Kong, I feel like a weight has been put off of me. I feel like oh. I can be myself more and I know that people won't judge me because of my appearance because we all look the same. So yeah, that's quite interesting, actually. I feel more free in Hong Kong in that sense.
1: Okay, some weight are taking off your shoulder. So do you think that that weight is a part of you or is
0: not a part of you? I think that weight has shaped my personality for sure. Like, I'm overall a more quieter person. I think part of that is because of my childhood experiences. But yeah, in Hong Kong, I...
1: Do you want to shake it it off,
0: the weight? Shake it off. It just comes off naturally when I'm in Hong Kong.
1: If you go back to Netherlands one day, and do you want to shake it off if that's possible?
0: Of course I will want to shake it off. Like in my mind, I know I can shake it off because I'm grown up now. I know in adult world, people just respect everyone, right? But like in my heart, I still get these, I don't know, this scary feeling sometimes. Even nowadays, if I know I have to go to a Dutch small town, I just still sometimes feel stressed or nervous for some... Unexpected experiences like those comments that you get shouted at on the streets, right? So, yeah, if I could just shake all these things off, I would love to, but I'm working towards it. I'm slowly working towards it just to let things go. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like PTSD, right? Which is <laughs> engraved so. in my subconsciousness.
1: I think so. Now you have a plan to travel around China.
0: Yes. Mm, what's your plan? So, I'm in Hong Kong now until the end of this month so end of august and then i will go to shanghai with a friend of mine who is coming from the netherlands actually and then we'll visit friends in shanghai we stay there for two weeks and then go to beijing for three weeks and if we can we also want to go to the surrounding cities so yeah i'm really looking forward to it it's my first time going to china
1: it's your first time
0: Going to mainland China, yes.
1: I guess you need to get a visa to go to China. So that's why. That's correct. And have you considered to work in China?
0: I have considered that before. I even consulted you, right? (laughs) For your opinion on how it's like working. I've consulted all my Chinese friends. But after careful consideration, for now, I will go back to the Netherlands for work. But if the opportunity comes, I would love to try working in China. In the future, maybe, yeah first get a good basis in the Netherlands and maybe in a few years, who knows?
1: I have seen many um, like Dutch-Chinese, mm. they were born mm-hmm. in the Netherlands or they migrated to Netherlands at a very young age. Not many of them actually want to work
0: in China. For me, it was not necessarily working there, but more like living there. I want to experience all the cultural stuff. I want to eat all the food, go to all these nice cities. Just being a tourist, basically. And I thought if I worked there, I could see all this stuff. But no, right? Working culture there is really hardcore. So even yeah. if I worked there, I don't think, unfortunately, for sure. So I think even if I worked there, I wouldn't have enough free time to travel around anymore. So that wouldn't make sense for me to move there anymore. Then, It's a pity. Yeah,
1: I wish you all. Oh. Good luck with your journey, because I, I like Shanghai. I like Shanghai a lot. <laughs> uh, but not so much Beijing, but uh, I will recommend you to watch some theater plays in Beijing, nice. because Beijing is a cultural center of China. Yeah. So there are a lot of performances going on.
0: Nice. I look forward to your recommendations.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Carmen
0: thank you um, for having me
1: i hope this recording has really good quality so that we don't oh have my to God. do
0: it again i hope so as well otherwise we'll, we really have to do it in person
1: yes but then that's a good opportunity for us to meet up
0: but we'll see we'll see
1: <laughs> thank you for your time
0: goodbye everyone goodbye have a good day
1: and a night <laughs> good night and night
0: <laughs>